0: Welcome to episode 40, unbelievably, with all the arguing and all the shit music we listen to, we've made it to 40 episodes, which is is obviously hugely impressive, and we are all very proud. We're proud Um, of ourselves, yeah. Very proud of ourselves, (laughs) and we know you're proud of us too. Um,
1: Doubtful. We've decided to do
0: a special episode to mark this momentous occasion where we're going to look back at Picky Bastards so far and, and pick some of the best Albums that we all decided, us and the, the editors of the website decided what the best albums of Picky Bastard's history was. So we're going to talk about them. Um, but first of all, I just want to ask Matt and Nick how they are feeling about turning 40 today.
1: All oh, my, my, I stood up and I groaned. Yeah. You stood up and you groaned. Distant memory yeah. for me. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I remember those days only vaguely.
0: When do you turn
1: 50? <laughs> Fuck off. That is a harsh question. That is a really harsh question.
0: Okay, we'll move on. So, the 12 albums that we chose between us and the three... Is that right? Three of our editors. Four of our editors.
2: Three of our editors. Three of our editors. (laughs) His memory's gone now as
0: well. Wow. Um, So, the albums are Kano's Hoodies All Summer, Brutalism by Idols. I still don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Jamie by Brittany Howard, um, Mount Eerie's Now Only, self-titled Chiasmus album, Care For Me by Saba, Capacity by Big Thief, Don't Let The Kids Win by Julia Jacqueline, Grey Area by Little Sims, Sharon Vanettans' Remind Me Tomorrow, No Names Room 25, and The Iceberg by Odyssey. So those are the 12 albums we'll be discussing today. We've got four quick sort of round-robin questions to start us off, and then we'll, we'll go through. And By the end of this episode, we will have named the best album we all discovered. On the Picky Bastards podcast, as long as Frank can do the maths, I can do the maths. can do the maths. We're Are doing the maths sure? rages. Yeah, we've got. It's good this time good. because you can't, you can't do me over because I know I'm the only one who knows the other voters. So mm. you can't ruin my if we trust you at the end. If we trust you, I can't show <laughs> you up
2: for poor maths. You mean? Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, let's move on. So the first of our four round robbing questions is quite simply. What is the best album you've personally discovered on the podcast? And I'm going to go to Matt first. He will have 90 seconds to answer that question starting now.
2: Uh, Yeah. So actually, um, (laughs) wasted 10 seconds of it straight away. I I wasn't here for obviously the first eight episodes. So I tried to frame my questions within um, the time period I was on the podcast, even though I was listening. Um, I was obviously thinking more analytically the rest of the time. And so I am going for this for Little Sims and Grey Area. And the reason is I do think everything is in the shadow of Little Sims. (laughs) Fuck off. There are only a couple of albums that we've actually covered since then um, that I've listened to more. Um, it is one of my like stores that I just turn to, and I regularly listen to. Um, uh, just p- pretty much any time, any day. Um, it's it's a wonderful album. It's dynamic. It's rich. It's jam packed, full of like fun and and just good beats. Like it, it, there isn't a single track that really lets it down. Um, it's wonderfully British without feeling like uh, uh, too, it still feels unique. Um, It's not super grimy. It's not super like UK hip hop style. It's got its own thing going on, but it does sound very British throughout. Um, And I think especially with albums, we often talk about drop off at the end of an album. But
0: I'm sorry. You're not allowed to say whatever you were going to say. Yeah, that's but fine. 90 seconds up. That's
1: the worst ringer we've had, I think, on this. Yeah, I know. I spent yeah. some time
0: before um, mm. trying to find the worst one I could. Um, I think I was annoying Kirsten because I was just sat on the sofa playing different alarms for about 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, <laughs> but wow. I like the one you I ended up. said, well, is that? But, yeah. Well, it does sound like some of the stuff we listen to for the podcast. Yeah, it does, sometimes. yeah. yeah. Um, okay, same question to Nick. What is the best album you've discovered on the Picky Bastards podcast?
1: Go. Okay, so um, I'm going to go with Sabah on this one. Um, And I will say that uh, it was a very, very close run thing um, and I agonized about it for a long time. Um, I think ultimately though, the Sabah stayed with me more than anything else on the whole podcast uh, in terms of, except for the why I love stuff, Um, because it's it's so emotionally affecting um, all the way through uh, and it's so, I felt like I've made such a, a personal connection to uh, to Sabah's thoughts, processes. Um, and I think, as an example, in Prom King, which is the best track on it, uh, most, I think it would be easy to say, um, the part at the end of the song where he commits to get in his car with his friends and drive around anywhere to find his, uh, we I think we will discover dead friend who's been killed, uh, without anywhere to go is probably the most heartbreaking moment uh, of any song in this entire playlist And I'm even allowing for Mount Erie in that, which we'll come back to <laughs> later I'm sure um, It's just a it's just a painfully sad, moving and human set of stories throughout the album Which I absolutely love and has stuck with me throughout So uh, yeah, I think I've got to give it to Saba Well, that was a surprise one for me You had about four seconds left as well, so well done perfect
0: okay cool are you ready to sign me Matt
2: oh so ready yeah
0: so same question
2: Um, same question to yourself three two one go
0: (laughs) okay so I think I was guessed I was pretty set on Big Thief's capacity as man to this when when we started this playlist but in the month we spent listening to the list I I was surprised to see another album rise above any of the three that I picked Um, in the end I think that it's Kano's Hoodies All Summer that's the best album I've discovered on the podcast Um, As much as I loved it when we listened to it on last year's Mercury Prize episode, I didn't even consider picking it for this playlist, but I'm really glad that Tom did, because listening to it alongside this really strong list of albums, I've realised that it's even better than I gave it credit for. I think it's probably the closest thing you get to a perfect album on this list. I think it's musically diverse, it's genre-bending, it's fronted by an artist who's just ridiculously skillful. his flow's ridiculous, his lyrics are powerful as hell. Is very politically astute at every single turn on this album. Um, and I just think it has more to say than almost any other album on this list. And even though it clearly has a message and clearly has a point to make, it does it without hammering it in the head. And it's also really fun. Um, I don't think there's a bad song on offer. I think it's kind of really interesting, collage album while also being stupidly cohesive. And last time we talked about it, I picked out Got My Brandy, Got My Beats as an obvious highlight. I would say it's still probably my favourite, but I think there's just too many good songs to pick. So, yeah, even on this very strong list, this was the album that I kept going back to this month, and it's just it's taken my top spot in the end. Definitely. Okay. Surprise. So we went very hip-hop, didn't we, for that did. question?
1: Yeah, very There for you. No folk for Fran, I can't believe it.
2: No folk for Fran. Mm. Well, you know, I don't
0: always... I listen to as much hip-hop as I do folk. You're lying. So that's a, that's so that's a silly okay. comment. But right, so any of those three albums, I suppose we didn't obviously pick the same one. So, should we? What do we start? with? We start with Little Sims. Should we have a quick chat about mm. Little Sims?
1: Yeah, I yeah. can
0: talk about it. Um, so, uh, yeah, there isn't a lot else to say about Grey Area, is there on this podcast? Really, um, we've talked about it a lot. I think we featured it twice already because we had the the first episode when we had it on, and then we also had it on a Mercury Prize episode. It is a superb album. I think Little Sims is one of the most exciting artists on the planet today. I think she's going to keep getting better and better, and I think her next album's going to probably better grey area. Um, and this one blew our minds straight away. I think it's a rare album that almost all of us agree on, including all the editors. I think songs like Selfish, Wounds and Flowers are some of the best hip-hop of the last decade. Um, but yeah, there's not loads more to say in terms of positives. Um, but I will say that this didn't finish as highly on my list as I expected it to after listening to all these albums, it kind of slid down below a few. And I think that's because I think as a complete album, I do think it has a couple more dips than some of the albums. Really? That it's up against. Yeah, but this is i am I'm I'm talking about I had to get to the real like small details on some of these albums because yeah. there's so many albums I, I love on I've this. I never list. heard
1: Matt sound so close to angry. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I, well, can't I don't see a
2: single dip.
1: <laughs> my dips,
0: and I know I know at least one of them you're not going to agree with me on, but the dips for me is I don't really like the song Venom. Oh, what?
1: Um, That's the best song on the album. I don't like the song Venom. (laughs) I think
0: the flow is very good on that song. It's not that I dislike it, but I don't really like the beat. I think it's a bit of a dip in the album. And also, I think the song Therapy, I really don't actually like the song Therapy at all. I actually find it quite problematic. Um, I find find some of the messaging on that song quite problematic. Um, But these are just very small complaints about what is an outstanding album. It's just that these are the things that, allowed other albums to sneak above it um, because I think some of the albums that did get above it for me are are pretty close to perfect whereas Mm. this isn't quite bad but having said that she's probably the artist on this list that I'm most excited about following for the rest of her career it's just that for this this album didn't quite match some of the other albums on this list for me
2: yeah that's actually something I worry about is is she going to be able to keep up with this album because it is so good I think she'll better it you think you're you're for once you're being
0: very optimistic (laughs) i think she'll better i mean i think drop six the the ep that came after it was just absolutely outstanding um and i just think she's she's in a groove and i think that like if you look at the career so far it's got incrementally better each time and i just think it will continue to get better
1: fingers crossed do you think drop six is better than this then uh well it's something it's hard to say i think there's
0: I think it's consistently good, um, and I think there are a couple of drops on this album. I think no, I think Grey Area is it's an album, and I am always going to throw a more an album complete to me. Yeah, I see what you're yeah saying, it's yeah. a more complete piece of work. But I think that what she did on Drop Six, in terms of just sitting in lockdown, sitting in her own space, and putting those songs together, and I just think a couple of them are just mind-blowingly good. Um, yeah, I love it.
1: So uh, I'll jump in on the Little Sims as well. Yeah, I um, this was the one, as I just said, in, when I was talking about the Sabah, that was so close. To be in my favourite one, my top of the list. Um, it was the other front runner. It, 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 I really agonised about it. Um, I think it's actually, I think it's the heaviest. In some ways, it's the heaviest and the most furious album we've done in this podcast, and that's including all any metal or you know death metal or any of that stuff we've done. This is the the the, the most intense in your face album uh, we've done, and I absolutely love that. I think it's essentially flawless. Um, with a particular high point of Venom. <laughs> um, and uh, it was a very close run thing for the top spot um, But I think, as I said in the description of Sabah, that The Sabba just was more affecting personally um, I just found it more moving And that's why it stuck with me for a little bit, little bit harder than the, than the Sims I came back to Sabba more often than The Sims um, So yeah, but, but, but Wire, Yeah, what a fantastic album And yeah, I'll be following everything she does
0: I mean, that feels like a good uh, good way to go to the Sabah. Matt, do you want to talk about the Sabah at this point or uh
2: sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well for Sabah, I I feel like the odd one out since we did the podcast because I liked it, but um I know you guys and the editors love it. Um and I I just really haven't connected with it in that way. I think I I can see all the parts. I can see his storytelling. I can see the, the musicality, which I like. Um, he is just such a fantastic storyteller, um, but it's something about the tone of it all—it just—it never moved from oh, this was interesting for us to listen to" to a, an album that I want to put on. Um, I know I, I haven't put my finger on why, to be honest. I think it, it is—if mm. I'm going to guess—it's a little bit bearer. I often lean towards more. Joyful, happier music or more aggressive music and it isn't those. You used to
1: use some word in reference to the Little Sims that was like poppy or something or jolly or something. I was like, that's that's an odd term to use. I don't know well, I can't I'm sure I can remember the exact word you use now, but yeah, sabba is not For, that. And yeah. When you were referring to the Little I Sims, you were saying it was like it was I don't know if you said jolly or
2: I've I I I
1: reviewed. Say jolly,
0: but,
2: um, I, like it's jolly man. is definitely in my vernacular, <laughs> but I definitely didn't say that about Little Sims.
1: Okay, well, there was some word that seemed to me to strike a, a very pop sort of tone, which I was surprised about. Yeah, yeah. Saber
2: is definitely well, not that. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, it, it is more direct and incorporate. It does incorporate more pop elements in in uh, Little Sims for sure. Mm.
1: That's true.
0: All right. Well, so for me, Saber. I think when we covered it. I was a really big fan. Um it it did fall off my radar quite a lot really. Um I think that was at least in part because of how disappointing his live show yeah, was when we went so to see. True. Um, <laughs> the gig
1: was a joke. It was an Oh nightmare. god,
0: it was one I mean and I've seen him do a tiny desk concert in which he was incredible, yeah, but that, that was day. terrible and I think that scarred me a little bit. <laughs> so um but it was great to revisit this album. I think I've heard it a few times since since then, but it, this was the first time I've really spent a lot of time with it and it is very strong and the praise I had for it back then still stands. I think it, I love that it's a whole story. I think the journey from sort of busy sirens at the start to Prom King is really well put together. Um, Prom King is one of the best and most interesting songs we've covered on the podcast, I would say. Mm, mm. Um, Life's another great song, um, very powerful in a, a lyrical sense. But I do think that on such a good playlist, this did get, pushed quite far down into the bottom half of me i think up against some mm-hmm. of the other albums we're covering covering today its inconsistencies are quite stark Um i think it has some of the highest highs but i think some songs don't really do a lot for me at all and just kind of slide by a little bit so i think it's a very good album but i don't think it's a classic in the same way that several of these are i think there's several albums that i would actually call classics on this list and and this isn't one of them i'm kind of fascinated nick actually that this became your Mm. number one you didn't pick it i think it was sam that picked this that's wasn't right it? And, um, yeah yeah i remember when i picked this because i picked this for the the episode that we featured it on mm. first time and i remember listening to it and kind of thinking this is really good nick's gonna nick's gonna hate it because <laughs> i felt there was a bit of a trap element to <laughs> it drew it, <coughs> it on me so, so much yeah. yeah
1: the first the first uh half of it even and the first listens i was not impressed with and then it slowly it built from discovering prom king i sort of worked backwards Mm. uh and then, and then you know ultimately found it very, very consistent all the way through, so yeah, that 's why it worked out for me so well and thank you to Sam for picking it because yeah, I could easily have done so okay, my cool. Three.
0: anyone want to talk about kano now
1: uh kano doesn't appear in my other categories if i can if okay. I can talk about that yeah um uh, but i, I haven 't got a lot to say i have got to say it's um I, i'm not <sighs> I'm just not that moved by it really i'll be i'll be completely honest and I don't know that I ever was that moved by it. Um, uh, it's not something that stayed with me hugely. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's it's well executed, um, but in a list like this, um, it doesn't jump out at me. Um, so I've got to say it's not it's not one that I. Uh, I mean, nor is it. You know, does not deserve to be on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it just was one of the ones in the middle of the pack, really, that that I didn't really
2: hold on to very much. Yeah. So
0: fair play, fair mm-hmm. play, uh,
3: Matt. Anything yeah. to say about I it now? Th- or?
2: I have a similar sentiment. It, it, um, it's a great album. And, and I have a lot of similar feelings, even though it's a very different style to, of uh, hip hop um, to how I felt about Saber. I, I didn't ever connect with it on like a, a level that made me want to put it on. The opening, like three tracks, is some of the, the best opening for any of the yeah. albums on this list. It's he just, yeah, it's phenomenal in parts, but I don't think. Um, it just for the similar reasons of the starkness and things like that, it's not an album I t- have turned to since, and um, yeah, I think I it doesn't feel sad for you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just isn't an album that like rises above this very good crowd. Mm. Mm. I
0: disagree, that's gonna so that happen,
1: anyway. I think, with the with a list this quality,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the interesting thing is when you you like, I'm picking holes in an album like Little Sims that I fucking, mm. I adore. So I think it's interesting when you listen to so many good albums together to to actually try and compare what makes them stand out to you and what doesn't. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, question two. So we're starting with Nick here. Um, question two is, which of these albums have you changed your mind about the most since it was featured on the podcast? Nick?
1: Go. Okay, I've got to do for two times 45 seconds because I've got to do a drop and a climb for this because uh, I really felt like it was really hard to judge which whether the question was implying which one had gone off the boil or risen either. in my es- estimation, so I'm going to do both. Um, okay. Drop is Odyssey. Um, <laughs> despite the energy, uh, this album's not really aged that well for me. Uh, it has a kind of light and airy nature uh, that I found not that compelling over time. It doesn't feel like its observations are like profoundly personal, like Sabah, or even like Sims. Uh, and then songs like You Grew Up uh, have a lot of Motown quality to them, which I really like, but don't gel with the kind of hard narrative of division that it, that it kind of portrays, uh, even though I did see them live and they were great. Uh, that, that's just one thing. On the climb side though, I'm going to go with No Name, uh, an album that I wasn't uh, that wowed by, but I just thought it was so thoughtful, intimate, particularly vocally. Uh, and clever, and lush, uh, and warm, and kind of comforting, even when it's naturally actually upbeat. So, um, so I'm going to put no name in for my my most improved category. So I've got both of them. Interesting. For two. two. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure
0: that's allowed. Technically. <laughs> I'll go home Cheating. now. We'll live with it. Um, okay. So Matt, you're going to time me for this one.
2: Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there was only one option for this question for me, and it was definitely Brutalism by Idols. Um, I've been on a real journey with this album and this band, to be honest. When we featured this album on a very early episode of the podcast, I remember being positive about it, thinking it was funny and, and fun, but not being totally and utterly in love with it. And then we covered their second album, and they briefly became one of my favourite bands on the planet. think The messages of positivity and acceptance and the gentle protest on that album made me revisit Brutalism and appreciate it a lot more, even start to sort of fall in love with it, even though I never liked it as much as Joy is an act of resistance. Um, but Idols have taken a rather precipitous fall in my personal favour since they released Ultra Mono last year. I thought that album was so bad, and some of the lyrics within it were so forced and fake and even offensive at times, that I began to look back at some of their older stuff and, and look back at Brutalism and wonder if I still felt the same about them. And quite honestly, I really, really don't. Um, I think there are some really good moments on this album. I always love... 1049 Goffo, I think that's a fantastic song. Mm. But nowadays, when I hear Joe, Joe Talbot's words, I just can't get past the fact that I find him really fake and I don't really believe him. Um, I think what I loved about this band was how authentic they seemed. But the more time I spent with them and the more I listened to him in interviews and, and listened to him talk, the less I believed him and it. And I think for me, when you take away that authentic belief in idols and away from in this, the album Brutalism... You're left with a decent album, but not, not a great one. So it's, it's massively gone down in my estimation. And it was one that I kind of didn't listen to a lot this time. Perfect. Nailed it.
1: Nailed it. You're amazing, Frank. Okay. Well done. Well done. Feel good about yourself. Yeah, proud
0: of
2: myself. Proud
0: of myself. Matt, which of these albums have you changed your mind about the most since it featured on the podcast?
2: Go. Um, Chiasmos. Um, okay. And- the reason is when we covered this, we did it in our album of the decade podcast, um, and I rated this as number four on my list ahead of Beyoncé, and <laughs> I think that might be a mistake. Um, okay. it's, it's obviously it's a beautiful album. It, the, the, like the soundscapes it creates, it, it are just kind of a, a joy to just get lost in. Um, it is something that's very warm and comforting and i have a lot of the same feelings about the album that i did when we did the album of the decade podcast and i do think it's uh fantastic that said it's it's not an iconic album it's not if you compare it to the rest of the list it's not something that i'm just like have you listened to this this is amazing and like sharing it um and in fact as a clue to what Um, an answer might be later on I had completely forgotten this album existed until it came (laughs) back on this list Um, so I think my initial judgement was a bit of an overestimation that said it's still a very good album and I'm hoping that this time it might actually stick with me
0: can you talk for three more seconds please so I can hear my alarm or shall I just do that and then you know
2: you you seem to be doing a great job did it now I don't know how to he stop it. it.
0: Um, okay. Okay, right. So, because Nick cheated, there was four albums mm, there. Um, there were. Yeah. I'm going to go in order, so Apologetic I don't lose my that. mind. And I'm going to start off with Odyssey. Mm. Might talk for a little while here. Um, Nick's very wrong. This album is pure dynamite. Um, <laughs> we covered this album on the first episode of the podcast, and I, I have never stopped listening to it since. Um not only is it one of my favourite albums we've covered on the podcast, it's one of my favourite albums of the last decade. Um I know that when we started this podcast, I was in a bit of a funk with hip hop really. Um after years of it being my sort of favourite genre, I started to struggle to find a lot of stuff that did it for me. I was under the mistaken belief at the time that it was all just about guns and women and, you know, fifty cents style stuff. Um so hearing this album really pulled me back in. I think it was great to hear some sort of politically conscious rap. It was also focused on a lot of issues that I care about. It really focuses in on on race relations, on protest, on mental health. And his flow and lyricism is just amazing. I mean, the final verse of things is ridiculous. The part that starts with the line, we just want to matter more, trying to be a matador in the pit of the bull, trying to gather our status to the masses, looking at the glasses like that's pitiful. It's just amazing. There's about four different rhyme schemes going on in the space of about 40 words there. It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's crazy. And he does it throughout, Hold It Back and You Grew Up it's So Impressive, two of my favourite hip-hop songs. Um, want To Be, which, you know, when we first did this on the podcast, episode one, we talked about this song as the highlight, but we talked about it being a less political song than the rest. But actually, going back, I think Want To Be is probably the most political song of all, time, of, all of them. It's got the strongest statement. It's basically saying, I want all this fucked up shit to stop so I can have some joy in my life. And I think for me, that is what Odyssey is about. It's about striving for joy in a world full of shit. And that's why I love this album so much. It's, uh, it's the album that got me back into hip-hop and only a couple of hip-hop albums have come close to it for me since then. And, and most of them are on this playlist, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but I think you make, the iceberg's just fantastic.
1: I think you make a really interesting observation about the the joy, the attempt to reach the joy, because when we, you and I went to see him, um, mm. I, I loved that gig. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um and that was like a Motown band back in a hip-hop yeah. artist. It was just incredible. They were like swinging the guitars and in synchronization and stuff. It was, it was just so much fun and so upbeat and, and, and effective and clever and all those things. Uh, so I, I, you know, I, I remember that gig very fondly. Um, That's fantastic. But, um, that sounds yeah, great. But the album itself is still not, not for me, stayed as it, where it was, my first assessment.
3: Well.
2: Matt, do you want to talk about uh, yeah. the Odyssey at the minute? Or? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do. Uh, this is, so this is the first time I've got to talk about it um, yeah. because you featured it so early, and I, it's a great album. I, this is one of the ones that um, stood out to me from when when I was a mere listener to this this, this podcast. Um, I think it, like the the beats, the fact that they, like it sounds live, it sounds real um like the drum the drums mainly um it adds a whole kind of soulful hip-hop element along with his um his style and it 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 does just imbue that joy that you're talking about it Mm. and so unsurprisingly it connects with me a little bit more than some of the the more downbeat stuff that um that we we've covered um but Nick Likes is what you're going to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> fair and, enough I'll and, take it and he's I th- i feel like he, he is as good a storyteller as some of the other people that we've been talking mm-hmm. about um, I think mean, you talked about you grew up I i think it's fantastic it's, it's a, a very, very much a highlight and like the, the parts he focuses on are also kind of different to a lot of other people I think because he's he focuses on humanizing the bad guy um in very very small ways by like um i can't, can't remember what he's talking about he's talking about some element yeah, I mean, of clothing and yeah. it feels just with kids and it just feels very normal and ordinary and then um yeah bad things happen um yeah that song's so it, clever at sort of doing that isn't it this sort of um
0: you know the idea there's a bit about him falling out with his white friend who he was friends with when he's a kid when, as his kid as, as that kid got older and his Dad's racist views sort of took over, and it's it's just fascinating to to give that sort of empathy to people on the other side of the aisle to you is is quite impressive, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess that was, it did come out at a time where the, it was less divisive, and there were people making more yeah. of that effort. But it's still, it's there's not many people making music like in that way, with their eye on the the real problem, I guess, which is. Society.
0: (laughs) Yes. Society is the problem. Okay. While we're talking about society is the problem, I think No Name would agree with us on that. Um,
2: Yeah. Matt, can you talk about No Name at the minute? Uh, I can. Um, This is uh, one of my favourite albums on the list. It's fantastic. And I'm glad to see that you've changed your mind about it, Nick, because I remember when we talked about it that, again, this was... I think we did covered this and Sabah very close to each other. And I remember being in love with this album and a little bit less keen on Sabah. And, uh, I felt like you guys were the other way around. And I, I think this is, um, well, Sabah's still better, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think this is, uh, yeah, this is in my, uh, my top tier of this uh, playlist. It's, it's so diverse. It's so interesting. There's, uh, lots of like musical styles used throughout and i think one of the big things is the way she uses her voice as well like she can she mixes in the singing but then also uh, the rapping and it's very effortless the way she just moves between these styles and so i yeah i i'd love this album
0: yeah i mean i will say as well that my opinion did did improve on this album i think when we listened to it the first time, I thought there was some really great highlights, but found it a bit messy and unconvincing on the whole. Um, but I think, yeah, while I originally yeah, only saw two or three songs that I really praised and dismissed the rest, I, I don't really see any lows in the album now. I do think her flow's great. I think there's a nice mix of sort of jazzy, uh, free instrumentation with a really tight flow and, and some great singing. Like you just said, how she uses her voice. She can actually really sing as well. Um even though it's growing on me, I'll be honest, It's it's got some pretty tough competition on this playlist. And I do think of the five sort of rap albums, it's the one I enjoy the least. I think at, at this point, I think this album shows a lot of promise and an artist who's who's got a lot of potential but hasn't quite mastered it, hasn't yeah. quite, quite got where she will. Um, but it's a very good album, very slick. It's got a lot to say. Uh, and I'm glad that I've sort of, you know, had the chance to, rethink my initial assessment and i enjoy it more than i did but it certainly wouldn't be getting anywhere near my top five um but yeah
2: ah, uh, that's something that's something i mean i like it listen know- I'm,
0: I'm, it's great it's very good it's it's yeah. again it's a tough competition I'm, I'm certainly not saying anything negative about it i just think it's um it's not in the same league as the other hip-hop albums on this for me personally but
2: okay. you know do you do you, i might surprise you that i had a look on metacritic to see what was the most uh, like highly rated albums of mm. our list and this was number one really? it is 18 all time
3: mm.
2: wow so it's in the well. top 20 albums of all time according to metacritic which has yeah there's the bob dylan album in the top 15 <laughs> so there's there's a lot of problems with that
0: yeah i mean i'm, I'm gonna take nothing from that. that that means nothing to me but thank you for telling me <laughs> um
1: <laughs> does anyone want to talk about brutalism um uh, i'm trying to think yeah as I can. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, our journey has been uh, very different with Idols, uh, Fran, um, Mm. and I think this is another example with a a couple of albums where the introduction uh, of this album, uh, the introduction of this band, sorry, through this album uh, was really just the start of a of a journey that went somewhere much more exciting in a way. So in that sense, this album itself is, is with the exception of the track you reference, which I can't remember the name of now. Um, oh, four nine yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, with the exception of that track, um, it, 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 you know, didn't completely blow me away. I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, it was well done and energetic and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it was more a question of getting me interested to see what they did next. Mm. And as we can at least agree, what they did next was absolutely phenomenal, obviously astonishing. Uh, even if we very much disagree about Ultramono, um, the You the, agreed that it was phenomenal. Sorry? We all agreed that the next album was phenomenal, didn't we? we do did we still agree? Wow! Uh, You're going to go that far as to reassess wow. Troy's of resistance that you absolutely love? I think it's the, the best of the three. But oh but my I, god! You really I don't believe a word he says the wagon anymore, with so. this one. Wow! Mm. Um,
2: anyway, so yeah, I think I think the if next. Anyone want some
0: Idols <laughs> records? I
2: was going to say, do not you? do not you get the like, <laughs> limited edition Ultramono? <laughs>
0: Off Price Idols Records.
2: Wow. Um,
1: yeah, this, <laughs> the next album after this one uh, would have been high, very high on my list. This one uh, was was somewhere more in the middle because uh, it, it was just a start. You know, it was just an opening to to where they were going to go. So yeah, that, that's what I've got to say about that. I think.
3: Okay.
2: Cool. Yeah. I I I think I suggested this one for the list, and you did, you did. mostly because I, I, did, I missed out on the opportunity of talking about it, and so okay. this I find this album. Um, so I think, for me, it's a fantastic album. I, I'm somewhere in between you guys, I think, because I do see some of the merits in Ultramono. It hasn't poisoned Idols for me. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, Like, it has Fran. Um, Joy is still their best album. Um, but this is actually the album of theirs that I listen to more than any other. Um, I think that might be because I listened to Joy so much when it came out in 2018, I think. Um, it was obscene. The amount i listened to that album and so i just i i it's going to take a couple of years for me to to get it back into regular rotation um but like this album is like i think fantastic i i i can see what fran's points are but like people can change and they may be they are more disingenuous now but it doesn't change the fact that at this point it felt real and it feels feels real still mm. um and so, I think disingenuous
1: is a, is a super hard term to use. That's, that seems really unreasonable to me. But either of you use the word disingenuous on any of their I,
2: songs. I, I'm not saying it is. I'm I know saying Fran is. That it appears that, that, that Fran is saying that. Mm.
0: I think Joe Taggart is 90% bullshit. I don't believe a word of it. I'm not, I'm not sure that I feel the same about the rest of the band. Mm. I feel like some of the stuff I've seen from him and heard from him um, and just the lyrics to some of the latest songs that are really quite offensive him and go against everything they've said so far. I, I just feel it. I feel like he saw an opening and he went for it. Um, yeah. Fair play to him, but I don't believe there's that much truth in the music. That's my problem now.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Yeah, but and I'm not writing them think- off like if they might bring me back. Here you in, are. You they might bring vinyl for in for How much is that? Yeah. they out? might
0: bring me back in. They just need to. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm interested to it. see what happens next. I'm interested to see what um, happens next.
3: I think so
2: the, the big thing i wanted to add for this album but similar to odyssey i think um for you Fran, i'd started to get less interested in rock music and then mm. this album really reinvigorated it for me i didn't think there was much out there and i found a bunch more on the back of this that i've yeah. since been listening to see so, yeah, um, i would
0: agree with that statement i think you know even though i they're necessarily idols i'm not listening to as much anymore i probably wouldn't be listening to a lot of the stuff i am if idols hadn't burst onto the scene because they did I think it came at a time when it was needed so a fair play to them for that. Um and lots of good bands have followed in their wake. Yeah. But better better bands. <laughs> better <laughs>
1: bands. <laughs> mental, absolutely mental. Um so cool. you, know, you
0: said Kiasmos, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay,
0: I'll talk about Kiasmos briefly. Um I've not got loads to say. I think this clearly deserves its place on this episode. Um I'm glad to see it's here. I can't think of another electronic album we've covered that comes even close to this one, and I think it would be a shame to have no electronic music on here. So I'm glad James picked it. I think it's atmospheric. I think it's exciting. I think it can be enjoyed as a chill-out album, or I think it can be more energetic than that. Um, it feels pretty unique in that sense. I think it's very beautiful. I think it's very well put together. Um, But just due to my personal tastes and because of the strength of the list here, it's not one that's coming near the top for me, but it, it, I'm really glad to see him and I'm, I'm, I think I spending another month with it, it did intensify my uh, enjoyment of it I do think it's a very very good album, um, but yeah it's probably, I probably won't listen to it again just because it's not the kind of thing I put on often but I do think it's very impressive
1: So for Cosmos, for me um, I would say that it really it demonstrates something to me that I didn't know uh, in a way was possible with the shaman, which is the, the, the full sort of Complexity and subtlety uh, of, of electronica, uh, which I suppose Aphex Twin, uh, I, I am a big fan of, but mm. uh, I sort of think of that as a bit more industrial in a way. Uh, yeah. But in terms of pure electronica, this this album is, is complex and subtle in, in a kind of way that I had never given it credit for, and uh, never given the genre credit for almost. And it has these synths and these builds which have like uh, very very nuanced. Uh, work behind them underlying them uh, so I was really impressed with it um, I mean like Fran and just because of the competition it, it's not super high on my list uh, but I mean it's, it deserves to be on this list uh, and uh, yeah I'm glad, I'm glad we got to listen to it again and I'll, I will come back to it as I have periodically over the, the time since we first ca- uh, covered it
2: That's. Cool. I think that's a really good point like I, I haven't listened to an electronic album that ha- has quite as much emotion packed into it mm. and to carry to carry that emotion throughout um right yeah it's it is a great album
0: it's impressive isn't it it's impressive yeah. how they can do that i still can never as a you know and I'm, i know there'll be lots of electronic music fans if they're listening to this calling me a dickhead for saying this but like, i still don't really get yeah. mad around how, how you get that much emotion into this kind of music because it doesn't it's not something that happens for me often i like you know I, i'm a Fortet fan and i like some of bonobo's work but it's it's a very specific mood for me that music. Whereas I think with this Chiasmos album, I don't think it is such a specific mood. I think it can be it can be different things. I think it's yeah. It, there's a lot of emotion in there, which is impressive. Yeah. So I'm glad it was on the list. I was when when yeah. James picked it originally. I was like, really, Chiasmos out of all of these. But after another month with it, I can totally see that. Right. Cool. Okay. Next question. Cool. And I'm gonna go first. Matt, are you ready to sign me? Uh,
1: oh, so ready. Question.
0: I've added a bit to the end of this question. So you guys... I, mean, I need to read the question first, Matt. Come on. People need to know what I'm answering. Have you um, edited
1: the question before you've given us I've the I've added answer. a bit to the end. Well, I've added nice a bit to the end. To you, just, I'm
0: sure that you will have already <laughs> answered this in your answer. Because previously I just said, which of these albums had you pretty much forgotten about? But if, if that was the question that I've got 90 seconds to answer, I would have just said the name for the album. So I've added... And what do you think of it now on the end of that? Is that okay? No. Yeah. Well, I'm going with it. (laughs) The question is, which of these albums had you pretty much forgotten about and what do you think of it now? Go. So uh, I think from the 12 albums on the list, there was only really Chiasmos and Britney Howard that I could say I'd forgotten about at all. Um, I went with Britney Howard as my answer to this question because that was the one I kind of most wished I'd remembered after listening to it. Um, I went back to listen to the episode when we covered it um, to see what I originally said. And I wasn't entirely negative, but I did say that other than a couple of great songs, I found it a bit of a mess and a bit forgettable. Obviously, I did forget it, so that was kind of true, but I think <laughs> something must have changed in my tastes over that time because I really, really liked it on this revisit. Um, I think the last time I'd pointed out Goathead and He Loves Me as the only song yeah. I really liked, I think Goathead is by far the best on the album by quite a long distance, but I don't know what was going on with me then because I don't know how I wrote off songs like Georgia, Stay High... Short and sweet. They're so much better than I gave them credit for then. I think her voice is great. I think the album's really soulful. I stand by my previous feelings about 13th century metal being a bit of a nightmare song and very annoying. But it's the only one on the album now that I would say is a problem. Um, Do I think it deserves a place on the best of episode? I'm still not 100% sure that I do love it that much. Um, But I can understand why other people do. And again, like with the chiasmos and the no-name, I'm glad I got to sort of, Revisit and rethink it a little bit because, yeah, I like it a lot more than I did when we first covered it.
1: Okay. Cool. Easily done in time. Yeah. So,
0: to Matt next. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, yeah. My answer's going to be real quick and easy. Well, it's Chiasmos. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, I completely... Chiasmos. I completely forgotten about it. Um, I forgot that it existed. It is as I said, a very good album that I enjoyed a lot. Um, but I'm really hoping that i th- this year actually remember it and listen to it several times as opposed <laughs> to not at all.
3: Okay.
0: Well, that was very quick. Um,
2: yeah. Is that
1: what you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <That's pretty> <laughs> He's just, just talked about nothing. it, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, fair. that's fair. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. It's allowed. I, I did then, two, Nick. so you could do half of one, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So, Nick, which of these albums had you pretty much forgotten and what do you think of it now?
1: OK, I'm going to go with Julia Jacqueline. Um, okay. This album, uh, coming back to it uh, after this gap, uh, was as beautiful uh, as when I first heard it. Um, but I realised, coming back to it, that that is not enough to carry it to a place where it has uh, enough weight to to matter to me. Um, the beauty of it is, is you know, beauty in, in the music itself is not everything. And uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't particularly moved by it. Um, so beyond the, uh, you know, the kind of lilting vocal and the delicate acoustics and stuff like that, it was just not an album um, that I could get excited about. And uh, so I, I, f- I forgot about it. And I think that was appropriate. Honestly, I, I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel like I, I want to come back to it again after this. I, I feel that that's that's the energy to Jacqueline for me. So yeah, that was a quick answer as well. Nice. Okay. So, anyone want to talk
0: about Britney Howard at this point? Sure.
2: Sure. I think this is yeah. one of the best albums on the list. It's fantastic. <laughs> said that about every album so far. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. How long is your top out five? Out You've one. got
0: forty albums in your top five.
2: I've got top. I've got six at the moment. To be honest. <laughs> not yeah we'll figure it out but i think (laughs) like this this is one of the top tier albums on this for me it's fantastic she is amazing um it is just a really nice balance of his uh like funk funky songs soul songs um the the tempo mixes up nicely so it doesn't get like boring throughout um which it might be a, a sin of some of the other albums that we might talk about in a sec. Um but I just I just it feels confident and authentic and I just yeah, I love it. I think it, it yeah, it's very personal, and universal. I could say a lot of adjectives that are positive, but <laughs> it is it's, it's one nice. of the out al- there's six albums that I've consistently listened to this year and it's one of them. Okay,
3: interesting.
0: Um, Nick, I'm, I'm sensing you don't want to talk about Britney. No, at the no I don't. Um, so I'll talk about Julia Jacklin. Um, so Julia Jacklin's another one that we covered very, very early on the podcast and another that's stuck with me all the way since. Uh, she's become one of my favourite artists, really. I follow her very closely. I've seen her live four or five times. Um, I love her. I think she's just such a rich, powerful, soulful voice. I think she can mix it up. She's got different levels. There's different tones to the songs. So I think sort of... The fact that she has such a an interesting voice means she can do the slower songs, she can do the more energetic songs, and she shines on all of them. Um, each song's great um, on this album. I think she'd go on to write a couple of even better songs on her second album, Crushing. But in terms of its success as an album, I think Don't Let the Kids Win is better than its predecessor. Um, I think that's largely down to the storytelling here. Um she doesn't rest on the fact that she's got such a great voice she tells really good stories too and they're very relatable i think same airport different man is is one of the best examples of storytelling i've heard on a song i think she works through a lifetime of like loves and heartbreaks and trips home for recovery time with family all through these little vignettes in an airport i think it's just so well put together and then there's the amazing title song at the end um really interesting look at sort of parenting from the perspective of a child or or being in a family and and you know my favorite line of that is the don't let the kids win just let them fall you don't want them growing up thinking two-year-olds are good at playing basketball just you know as well as having this great storytelling she's also really funny which is quite often not a feature of, of folk music so i was i'm always really impressed with that and yeah i love this album i, I did imagine it wasn't going to be one of the most popular ones on the list but mm-hmm.
2: i don't care because it's fucking great and <laughs> okay. um, i i i yeah there's some good moments in this I, I really like, for example, Small Talk. Um, mm. I think the the big feelings I have about this album really are: um, it sounds like for like this kind of folk rock uh, stylings, it just doesn't stand out. I think it's on the same. I know uh, Big Thief is more of an indie rock, like rock mm. leaning, but um, they're adjacent. And comparing the two, like, her voice doesn't stand up to it. The music isn't as dynamic. It's they aren't just, adjacent.
0: I just want to point that out.
2: I, but, in my on. head, they are. <laughs> um, there's just more lulls in what's going on. And and so I think on a regular playlist, this would have been a standout. On this playlist, it's very close to the bomb. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's, especially in this genre, there's so many, It's there's such a... So many artists at the moment that are in this genre, and to to make it to make an impression is hard, Um and so I, I don't think she really did that beyond a couple songs.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, okay. Final of the four questions: mm. Which album does not deserve a place on our best of episode? Um Matt, I'm going to start with you. You ready? This is going uh, to be so easy for you two, isn't it? Yeah, so easy.
2: Like, Go it's, Matt. it's Mount Airy. Like, I wanted it to be something else. I did try. No, you didn't. No, I did. Like Nick, I feel bad because I did. <laughs> you have I, to I feel have, bad about it. It's fine. I want you to know I've invested in this album. <laughs> I've I've listened to this album a lot. I've tried to understand it, and <laughs> um, but my mind hasn't really changed that much. It, it reminds me a lot of different melancholic indie folk that's out there. But it just feels like there's less song craft. And I get that there's it's imbued with this emotion of the situation. And it is this stream of consciousness. And I I, like I can understand that and I respect that as a way of making songs. Um but for me I still stand with the viewpoint that it's music for him. And if you can get something for that from that, that's super great. But I think I guess luckily for me, I haven't experienced what he's experienced, and just, I don't have that need for a crutch in that that's in that way, or a need for support from someone who's gone gone through that, and so I I just can't relate to it, and yeah, yeah. So that you, yeah. that's me being nice. So that
1: was you okay, being nice. Okay. I can tell. Um, so the question now is: Does Fran want to also give it a good kick well, in well, before I go now, in? We're, we're going to you now, to mate. We're going to, to you. <laughs>
0: Which album does not we'll come deserve back a place to, on we'll the Best of come back to episode.
1: Mount Eerie in a minute then. Yeah, that's fine. Y- um, who knows? I might surprise you. <laughs> yeah, you might. But I don't think so. Okay, so I'm oh. going to go with uh, what. which album does, a, does not deserve a place. It's the Brittany Howard album. Um, this album feels really, um, to me, feels quite two-dimensional. Um, funnily enough, I, I actually like the energy of 13th century metal. Um, mm. But I found that uh, it was generally like not just not it was very on the nose. It was very uh not subtle really a lot of the album. Um I think ahead for example, it's a powerful story of kind of racism and exclusion, but it felt uh, like it missed a lot of delicacy and a lot of care that was taken around an album like No Names album, um, which was a lot more affecting uh, and powerful for me. So the Britney Howard album is one that could also have been one I'd I put down as forgotten about. But coming back to it, um, I was less impressed than I was the first time, um, and I and I don't I don't see that it should be on this list really. Okay, uh,
3: <laughs> right. Well, that's
0: you two taking each other's picks out mm. in the last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to time me, um, Matt? I think sure. we, do, we know
1: your answers already, so I don't think you get to, you know, you should just veto I, it. I would, I would love it if it isn't. <laughs> if it isn't, but... that would be unbelievable, but there's no chance.
2: Okay, go. Well then.
0: I mean, what I want to say first is I'm fascinated because I listened back to the episode where we covered this and Matt was... But well, Matt was really, really nasty about it, and I tried to be nice and understanding. We switched here. The easiest question to answer by far, <laughs> before I even started listening to the list, I knew what it was going to be. But having said that, I did try to listen to Mount Aries Now only with an open mind. As much as I disliked it when we first listened to it, I wanted to give it a second chance. As a team of our albums, that my taste has changed over the years. But if anything, those changing tastes have only got me further away from getting into this album in any way. I actually find it pretty problematic. It's a troubling piece of work. I worry seriously that it'll be something that him and his child will really regret later in life. It almost makes me angry because I think it's quite just wrong. Um it's more than beyond belief. And look, while it's not up to me to tell people what they should write songs about, I know that I don't want to sit listen to songs like this ever again. Um, it can really ruin a good mood with a single listen. But in the end, my biggest problem with it isn't that, it's, is that it isn't actually musically successful, even if you can ignore the topic. It's very repetitive. It has the same sound again and again. <laughs> Lyrics repeat over and over. And I don't even know if these songs qualify as songs if we're realistic <laughs> about it. So it thinks it's saying lots of interesting and clever things about death, but I don't think that it is. It thinks it's saying lots of really obvious and really painful things, and it's saying them again and again and again and again. Realistically, it might be my least favourite album from all episodes all 40 episodes of the podcast—it's mm. definitely in the bottom ten. Well, I'm um, very
1: glad that I got to give you a whole month of listening to it. Then that's yeah. that's my gift to you. <laughs> in, well done. Inflict that punishment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so and was, know, so, it, here, was, it was so—it was transparent, frankly. When, when 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 I said I was going to put it on, everyone was just going to kick it to death.
0: I think the interesting thing—I'll just tell you this now, without going into too much. So far, we've had, I think, seven or eight writers have given us top fives, mm. and. The only album that has yet to appear in a top five is now only by Matt Eerie, so...
3: Ah.
1: Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so are we going to talk about any of those? Do you want to defend it, Nick? The... I do. We've I talked do. about Britney Howard, haven't yeah, we? So yeah, I do so want to so defend we, it, yeah. yeah. let you defend um, Matt Eerie. So, uh, this Everybody is another one. Everybody can make a cup of tea while he talks about <laughs> this. <laughs> this is another one um, that, like the idols, um, really, th- this album... The reason it wasn't my, my top one in, in this when we talked about that first question was that it's really just the start of a journey with, with uh, this artist. Okay, um, what a depressing journey. <laughs> which <laughs> I, I've followed since and has just profoundly affected my life in, 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 in a way that's just stayed with me uh, just incredibly. But that said, this specific album um, is a lot weaker than Lost Wisdom Part 2 that he did with Julie Dwaran, I think you pronounce it, uh, in 2019, uh, mm. which is absolutely... And if that was on this list, um, then, uh, then <laughs> it might have beaten the cyber and everything. But uh, again, like with the Idols, um, this is a, an incredible artist, um, an incredible, searing, honest, open, vulnerable person uh, writing narratives that are to his core. Um and uh but, but this first album that I had heard of his uh is not the strongest one of the he has done. So that's what I will
0: say. Okay, so your your defence of this album is that it's not that good compared to some of his other it's works. It's
2: a it's a gateway album. Yeah. It,
1: it's a it's a gateway album, but it's a, I mean it's a gateway album in the sense that I loved it and wanted to move on to more stuff
2: of his and then found even better stuff afterwards. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it cool. is it okay. Is it better in the sense that you reckon we'd like it? I, I think
1: I think it's more the new one, Lost Wisdom. It, it, it's, it's more profound, more subtle, uh, more intricate, uh, more philosophically complex. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's in all respects, it's, it's it's better than this album. Which I, I do the love songs sound like songs. They Actually, do <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Really strange. Mm. You should watch their uh, the Tiny Desk concert if you want a little bit of a taste of it because that's great. on you know the Tiny Desk of, of it. Um, I've got other things to do.
2: Yeah, we'll no, see. No, we'll I'll give it. it a go. I'll give it a go. I'll
0: give it a go. It's really good. Just, you know, I'll give it a go. It is really um, good. Okay, that is the four questions. And amazingly, yeah. we've covered all but two of the albums. Wow. Um, which surprised me. I thought we'd have quite a few to talk about. Yeah. But we've only got two left. They are Big Thief's Capacity and Sharon Van Etten's Remind Me Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, should I start on Big Thief? Seems I've picked it.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. go for
0: it. Okay, so I've I've already said at the start that I'm really surprised this didn't come top for me. Um I will say, though, that because of this album, Big Thief are the best band I've discovered because of this podcast. Um, Matt, you introduced this yep. as your I was very say first Why I Love. I to say, I am very grateful to you, mate. Um, <laughs> there hasn't been another Why I Love that has been as convincing for me in, in the 40 episodes of the podcast. Um, I was immediately on board, and they've become one of my favorite acts on the planet. Um, me and Nick went to see... Um mm. on the back of you putting this on the podcast and um and didn't speak to each other through the whole gig because we were still not talking about whether we liked Big Thief or not. So that was before the before the episode
1: <laughs> came out, we weren't allowed to talk about yeah, it, were we? Yeah, yeah. so went our separate ways. Yeah. Straight away yes. after the gig. <laughs> um
0: I think maybe the reason and we've touched on this with a couple of albums, maybe the reason this didn't top my list here is because it isn't my favourite album of Big Thieves. Um but yeah, I do there think go. there's the Mount Neary
1: logic, that's exactly what I was saying about Mount
0: Neary, Which, So
2: yeah. Which album's your favourite?
0: My favourite is the last one. Um, which the name is it Two Hands? Yeah, Two Hands. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, but I love all four of them. Um but I think as an introduction to the band, for a new listener, this album is the one to go for. I think it has that oddness and otherworldly sound that makes them so fascinating and unique. It has the amazing musicianship and it has, you know, that sometimes seems really frenzied but also very tightly controlled. Um, and it has Adrian Lenker's gorgeous voice and lyrics, but it also has songs on it that on sound alone come across as sort of really successful pop songs. So Shark Smile and Mythological mm. Beauty being the main example. But then I think Mythological Beauty sums up what's so fascinating about them, about this album. It sounds like a summary indie pop song that could be a smash hit, but there's just some real darkness and honesty in the words if you really listen to it. Um, real sadness if you, if you listen to the words. Uh, in its lyrics... In its lead singer, it's off-kilter, but very inviting instrumentation. I think Capacity has pretty much everything I look for in a great album. And, yeah, I'm so glad that you did introduce it, Matt, because I I don't know how I'd miss them. The fascinating and annoying thing to me is that I saw them at Green Man two years ago on the main stage. And I was at Green Man two years before that. And every time I go to a festival, I sort of play through everything on the on the lineup really and, and if something grabs me on first listen then i'll keep listening to it and decide whether or not i'm going to go and see them and it turns out that i was at green man when um, big thief played on the smallest stage in the middle of the day i've I've heard it's probably their le- their best gig they ever played and for some reason i just heard this album the first time and dismissed it and i regret that to this day um that's outrageous yeah.
2: Yeah, I and it album. was it was this album that you
0: listened to, or I, I assume it was this song. To be honest, I don't know because they release albums so regularly. I'm not I'm not sure because I wouldn't have I didn't notice it. I I don't remember what album it was because I obviously just dismissed it. Um, so it could th- have been th- the previous album.
2: I think it would have been the first one, which is well also a sensational album.
0: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, they're all great. I love them. But yeah, okay, big thief.
1: Who's next? I'll go. Um, yeah, I think I thought I think the. The kind of wailing of of this vocal, of her vocal, um, through all the albums that this band have produced is just impossible to resist. Um, I think it, 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 and the vocals and the lyrics back this up uh, very, very convincingly. This is where the Julia Jacqueline comparison is, is worthwhile, I think. Um, mm. I mean, uh, you know, this, this, this is profound, profoundly clever songwriting. Um, Mm. all the way through, and uh, it was beautiful to see it live. I thought she played guitar with a lot of Dynamism and excitement throughout that that gig, which uh, really brought me into the album even more um, at the time, and and I've stayed stayed with that. I, I actually think this is the best album of the ones, though. Um, actually, um, in fact, I think it's possibly the best folk rock album I've ever heard. Um, wow! Uh, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. So, and I, but I, I haven't listened to the others. This, I mean, I've listened to them all a fair bit, but this is the one I come back to most often. Um, I think uh, from the very first track, from Pretty Things onwards. Uh, it just knocks it out of the park. So, yeah, absolutely love it.
0: Fantastic. Um, cool. Matt.
2: Well, yeah, this was, as, as Fran alluded to, it was why I, uh, why I love for me, and it hasn't changed. This is my favourite album of theirs. Um, I, do, I, I was initially a little down on UFOF, uh, but I do mm. love all of their albums.
0: UFOF um, Uf, is growing on me so much, that album.
2: But. Yeah, it's it's still maybe the weakest, I think. Um, yeah, I'd agree. But but it, I think I was just had very high expectations and uh, mm. succumbed to that. But yeah, I think you guys have covered it all. Like the songcraft is uh, second to none. Essentially, her voice is maybe my favorite voice in music. Maybe. Wow. Wow. Um, I n- I don't none of think us anyone... picked this
0: as the number one album, right? This is how we're talking about yeah. this album, but none of us picked yeah. it as the number one.
2: Yeah, I just don't. I don't think anyone does like this blend of sincerity and like intimacy and like the rawness that she puts in. Mm-hmm. Quite. Have you both listened
0: like, to songs and instrumentals, the solo album? I've I have I've once, only
2: yeah yeah given a so couple listens so uh, like. The 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 less dynamism that's in her solo stuff, mm. it, it, I still love it. I or I'd say I still I really like it. I just doesn't hit me in the same way.
0: I think Song and Instrumentals is the first one of the solo albums that I think is as it's as good as a Big Thief album. Uh, it's just it's it's quieter though and it takes a little bit more time and it's very 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 bleak
1: I think um, Matt's right though that it misses the, that that dinos because because you know the band really are a band it's not you know the mm. Big Thief really are I mean the, the drum I don't know the names of members, but the members the drummer is is really uh sort of stylishly jazz infused all the way yeah. through the live set mm. and uh, that I've seen in performances I've seen of his and And then uh, what's his name? The guitarist that we went to see, Matt, Fran, Mark Meek. Yeah, Um, he's also you know just a very uh, uh, lyrical guitarist, if that's possible. Uh, He kind of jumps around and flows through parts uh, in a really beautiful way. Uh, So yeah, they all together add up to this band, um, and and, you know obviously the bass is great as well. So they they add up together to to a band that's really uh, amazing, and therefore the solo stuff doesn't quite carry that. But I, I did enjoy it when I heard it that time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't argue with any of that. But I think, um, I think definitely spend more, some more time with that album because it's it's one that gets in the longer you spend with it. But yeah, big thief, phenomenal. Okay, mm-hmm. one more, yeah. which is Sharon Van Etten's "Remind Me Tomorrow." Nick, you picked this one, so do you want to kick us off?
1: Uh, yeah. Um... Although I think I'm going to say that on reflection, um, I think I should have picked a different one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I do really like this album. Um, and I do think it's... it's um, I love the 80s vibe of some of it, like Come Back Kid. Uh, I think it's very... Um, uh, very intimate from that opening track uh it's it's very close to you which is as i said in a number of times today is something that really i find affecting and therefore that's why sabo has done so well on this list for me um but actually i've not listened to it quite as much as the mitski album which i don't think any of you liked uh be the cowboy which stayed with me much more that's Um, good yeah, so I, I actually, as I thought about it, I picked it, and then I was like, oh, shit, no, what about the Miskit album? But it was too late, I'm by there very then. Glad. So, Thank no, you. so um, I, I do think Sharon Van is is worth listening to, and I'll keep going back and uh, following what she does. Uh, she also did an interesting thing uh, with, um, oh, God, I'm forgetting what the, what the band is now. Uh Oh, I'm going to forget. Um,
0: yeah. I know who you mean. We've, <laughs> <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> local, natives. local natives. Local natives. Thank
1: you so much for saving me. Yeah, no, uh, yeah so, um, yeah. yeah, she did a great song with local natives uh, and she's doing, you know, really good stuff and, and I'm impressed by that. But, um, yeah, I sort of wish I could have talked about the MISC album instead today. <laughs> but there yeah. we are. So, yeah. yeah. That's well, what what I,
0: well, I've told you about the um, Mount Eerie not being anyone's list, but apart from one on all the lists that we've had so far, Sharon has made an appearance, so... Mm. Um, I'm not going to say that she's, you know, been at the top of everyone's, but she's been in most people's top fives, which I think wow. is interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. Matt, do you want to talk about Sharon?
2: Yeah, I, I, th- I think this is a fantastic album. This mm. is in, this is in my top six. Um, mm. I, I do think, I do think it's an, I'm gonna, yeah, an almost perfect modern rock album. Mm-hmm. I don't see many flaws in it. Um, I, I do think that like artists like her and Mitski are really leading the front with this kind of like straight down the road, like rock pop rock rock album uh, aesthetic. Um, I I just, but I think her transformation from a kind of a pretty regular folk artist into this album is, is one of the the biggest step ups I've seen in from album to album uh, of, any anyone that i follow and it's yeah it's amazing and sh- this album just yeah i listened to it so much it's fantastic
0: mm. yeah agreed i think it's another of the albums on the list that stayed with me ever since we covered it and, and one that's just i've grown to appreciate more and more as time's gone on i think i actually it's a master in songwriting and album construction i think it manages to have like real variation in its sound while also feeling totally cohesive um I think when we picked it, when we covered it, I picked out 17 as my highlight, and I I think it probably still is. But I think something stuck out to me, really, when I was listening back is that sometimes when we're listening to so much music for the podcast, I can get stuck on a standout song or or two and not appreciate the complexities across the album. I think on Remind, Remind Me Tomorrow, actually, some of the most important parts are the quieter parts. I think there's the gentle intro to I Told You Everything, the silences in Memorial Day, or just the long drawn-out notes in in Jupiter 4. I think it's a gorgeous, complex album. Um, And I think that can be sort of missed a little bit on the first few listens because of the pop songs like Seventeen and Come Back Kid. I think people can just think it's a pop rock album, but there's so much more to it than that. Um, I think it's an album that begs for repeated listens. And and even though we listened to it back in March 2019, I've been listening to it ever since... And I still feel like I'm discovering new nuances in it all the time. I think it definitely deserves to be considered among the best albums we've featured on this podcast. So I'm glad you picked this instead of Mitski because <laughs> w- I may have had a contender along Mount Erie for the one that doesn't deserve a place on the list. If you'd picked Mitski, though, wow. so you know, maybe you would have, maybe they would have battled it out a that's little a, bit.
1: That's a big statement. Yeah. Sh- show, show no, me I mean I, did, I, did, I really like this, and then yeah, this was know. this was in my top half as well. But um, yeah, it, it's still I'm st- I stand by the other comment I made. Honorable mention yeah. to Mitski, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: Should so. we, If we're doing honourable mentions, I could do a few um, <laughs> no. But I won't, I won't. I
2: If we're going to talk Briefly, Mitski, the album you're talking about With Mitski is not as good as their previous ones Okay, I'm just going to throw that out there All right, Fair enough, we're going off track now mm-hmm. though, aren't we So, um,
0: yes. I forgot we'd listened to Mitski <laughs> yeah. We question three again I'd forgotten that even existed um, And I wish I had You know, well, I, I feel like I should give it another go though um, Yeah
2: so, okay, big moment. So we're now going to figure out what, what
0: the top five.
2: Do you want our full ten?
0: Is it ten, 12? twelve? No, I just want five from you, man. I just want five. I just want five. And what five. is? Just got five. it's so, got just, six.
1: You just told us. Yeah, so That's I can why nail this to down. Avoid it by saying what, 12. Is,
2: what is the question we're going for? The best album? My favorite?
0: Your top five favorite albums on this list, basically, I think would be you know. Okay. I think that would be what what the best way of looking at it. To save okay. it from being very complicated, because yeah. it sounds yes. like you want to do some sort of science equation, um, and I just want to know which fucking five hours you like. Now.
2: I just, I just need to nail down this, this like. You keep changing the questions, and so I need to, I need to make sure I get it right. Although so in my opinion will change so, by tomorrow.
1: Yeah, or even by the time you finish reading the list. Yeah, well, I, right.
2: I battled for ages with
0: fifth and sixth position. Um, yeah, I did as well. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine mm. because. I know mine. So in, in in position five is Sharon Van Etten with Remind Me Tomorrow. Mm. In position four, is Julia Jacqueline, Don't Let the Kids Win. In position three, it's Odyssey's The Iceberg. In position two, it's Big Thief's Capacity. And in position one, it's Kano's Hoodies All Summer.
1: So Little Sims didn't even five. make it in your top five? Yeah. No. That's Little that's Sims was ten. the one
0: that was battling with Sharon Van Etten. Okay. And, and all right. You know, when I was talking about Little Sims, um, what, what I decided was there wasn't a bad song on Sharon Van And I'm, I'm not saying that Venom or Therapy are bad songs necessarily. <laughs> Therapy <laughs> be is. That would be um, very wrong. <laughs> Venom. Oh, are, God. They are <laughs> dips in the quality of the album. You're just all getting... All you're looking, when you look at Venom, her flow is amazing on that song, but the beat's not very good compared to the rest of the album. It just isn't. It's just very wishy-washy.
1: Um, mm. So you're just very impressed by her flow. Yeah, there's no energy in that song at all. I see what you're saying. Nah, but it's, it's very not... Like, Hippie. It's not
0: a great song. <laughs> um, and Therapy's not great either. So that's what Sharon Van and pushed that out because there's not, not a bad moment on the album. But it was a tough choice for me. I'm not going to lie. And also, you know, Sabah could have got there. Um, yeah, there's lots of albums that could have got there. It was a great list.
2: Okay. Okay. Who are we going to? Matt, go for it. Um... So in, in sixth place... No. No. <laughs> we are
1: got things in the ears now. <laughs> no, well... No, no, no. no.
2: I'm, I'm going to drop Sharon. And fifth place is Brittany Howard. Mostly because Nick hated it.
1: enough. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and, and then is
2: fourth, fourth is Idols. Okay. <laughs> Third is My Phone Went to Sleep. No name. My
1: phone Went to Sleep. No name.
2: No name. I thought you had your list on your
1: phone for a second there, and you lost it.
2: <laughs> second is Big Thief. Yeah, and first is Little Sims.
1: First is Little Sims. Okay, Little Sims.
0: I'm just writing these down, sorry, so I can add up at the end because I've got a lot of complicated maths to do. Mm.
1: Yeah, Good luck to you. Okay, Nick. Uh, okay, so my eighth. No, we'll go with. Nope. we'll Start with fifth. Uh, my fifth is No Name. No name. Nice. My fourth is Mount Erie. Mount made a top five. They all made a top five. <laughs> Woo. My third is Big Thief. And my second is Little Sims. And my first, okay. as I explained, is Sabba.
0: So I have a little bit less to do.
1: It lists everyone. So now we've got the interesting question of how on earth are we going to talk for like 10 minutes while Fran furiously tries to work out the math of this? I was going to
2: say, I don't know why we get Fran to do next this. Episode. Yeah,
1: there is somebody in the team here who's a little
2: better at maths when than Fran. I'm, I'm literally a scientist who handles data. <laughs> you,
0: could, you could introduce the next, the next episode. <laughs> well, I thought you about yeah, you me. can do it in the next time if you yeah. want. Yeah. I thought I was talking about me, Matt, as so, an
2: opportunity to well, do the maths. You, do, you, do you want to talk about the playlist as a whole? Um, yeah, I guess it, it is... Um, I don't know. I I thought it was really good to revisit a lot of these, though it was really good because I like a lot of these albums and my opinion didn't actually change that much on any of them, I don't think. I think I had
1: had a first three, a sort of top three, a second, you know, sets of them, you know, like top three that was kind of jostling and then the next set and then the bottom set uh, that were kind of, you know, switching out several times. Um, But yeah, in general, the the only album that I – really did not want to listen to when it came on was Britney howard everything
2: else i i got through and enjoyed i find that interesting but it's it's okay i we we both feel the same about mount eerie and i'm not Mm. gonna Mm. i'm not gonna be mean about that yeah um but yeah i actually yeah i'm exactly the same i had clusters that i very quickly knew my top six because i had been listening to all of those albums continuously everything else um had been dropped, kind of dropped off my radar a little bit. Right, yeah. Um, and, For
1: yeah. me, the Mount Eerie, as I said, you know, although it's my, possibly my favourite artist of these artists, uh, isn't his favourite, al- isn't my favourite album of this artist, so that's why I, he was I ended up dropping down. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I wasn't
0: listening to anything you guys said then. That's fine, we were slating you. Sounds fascinating. Um, we were slating you the whole time. If we're talking about the I thought the play I think this is an exceptional playlist, and I think also it just shows you know the the joy of doing this podcast in a lot of ways yeah. is how many of these albums I wouldn't maybe have heard if it wasn't for this and for me, yeah. there was i think seven maybe eight actually exceptional albums um and then every other one apart from Mount Erie was mm. at least very good, and I'm glad I listened mm. to them so other than Mount Erie, everything on this list is mm. is something I'm really glad I discovered um I just thought, yeah, it was great, and it was really nice to have a, a month of listening to these kind of these kind of albums.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so
0: I have a top five.
1: So how are you going to do this? How are you going to announce this? We need like fanfare. One, Reverse three. order.
0: Let me just figure out. Drum. Figure out if it's a top top five or one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five. There are two two that are joint, so I wasn't sure. Okay, you're not gonna, so i join not gonna, first.
2: I hope you're not going to start with no. last.
0: Yes, I am. Oh, what Which you fifth? want all of them? You want all of yeah. them? Yeah. All 12?
1: Yeah. yeah. How are you going to get that? We haven't told them what our rankings are for, apart from the top five. Well, of no, the but, top fives that
0: came in, I can do not it. Not everyone I'll do it the
1: same. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, so of okay. the,
0: the top five that came in all right, then. and the votes that we've got, we have. We've, so I gave five points to whatever came first on a scale down to one to whatever came fifth. Mm. So yeah. with two points, all coming from Nick, and in last place <laughs> is Mount Erie. <laughs> This is the only
2: reason I wanted you to read them all out. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me over, yeah. Four points. This is
0: fascinating because you two argued about both these albums. With four points. Second to last. Eleventh place, Brittany Howard. Oh. Uh, It makes sense. Tenth, Julia Jacqueline. Mm. Ninth. Well, joint ninth, actually. Um, Joint vape. Seventh points is Odyssey and No Name. Mm.
3: Hmm.
0: Then it's Idols. Right. Mm. Then it's Chiasmos.
1: What are we up to now?
0: So this is that Kiasmos are in number six. Right. So now in top were, five now. The that's interesting thing da, da, da. was Chiasmos were winning this for quite a while. They, oh, they right. got two people's number one spots. Okay. Um cool. So in joint fourth, fifth, it's Sabba's Care for Me mm. and Sharon Van Etten's Remind Me Tomorrow. Mm.
1: Top three oh. now, top three.
0: This Third very best album is Kano's Hoodies All Summer, which cool. was winning for a long t- for a while as well. Mm. Big FIFA after your two's votes has shot up from nowhere to claim second place with seventeen. Oh, good, good. And nine points ahead in the end after you is, is Little it? Sims Grey's Air oh, yes. 26 yeah. points.
1: Everything's in the shadow, of Little Sims. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That's the way things should be. I'm happy with that, even though Sabo was better. I'm happy with that. That top yeah. five's great, isn't it? As much yeah. as
0: like um yeah. I didn't check Little Sims didn't make my top five personally, but that's a that's a great top five. So yeah. Sabah I, and, Sharon and Shabanet and Big Thief, Kano and Little Sims in the top five. I'm happy with that.
2: The only thing I'm aggrieved about is Brittany Howard being below Julia Jacqueline. but I can I can stomach that if needs be. Because mm.
0: it's uh, Julia Jacklin's a better. Because album. you don't have
2: an option, basically. Well, well yeah. it's just we maybe need to look at some replacements for some of these editors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That is a really I mean, it was remark. also the, writer. it was, it was the writers as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 That's that's fair then. <laughs> and actually, please slate I, then you know, fire everyone. <laughs> I was expecting
0: a, a top five from somebody who, c- who couldn't make it in the end, and I actually feel that they would have um, they would really liked Julia Jacklin, so it may have been higher, but never mind. Mm. Um,
2: never mind.
0: Okay. There that was you go. Great. Little Sims. Little Sims. Little Sims. Little Sims. The fun, cool. like, shock the fun, horror
1: after 40 episodes that's pretty yeah, do you know
0: what i was really enjoying for a little, when i was putting this together when they came in and the first few lists that came in it didn't look
1: because I, I knew little sims was going to
0: win mm. so i kind of didn't want it to just because i don't like things being predictable mm. So i was enjoying for a while that it looked like someone else but then as soon as matt started talking about little sims as his number one at the start of this episode I was like, okay little <laughs> sims won. Um, yeah but it's a great album fantastic um and if anyone who's listening hasn't yeah, being hammered on the head by you talking about Little Sims enough to listen to it, then fucking listen to Little Sims because it's great. But Kano's better, <coughs> so big feet. Yeah.
1: Right, okay.
0: Yeah, hmm. Episode forty done. So wow. we talk about it next time.
1: Well, yeah. I would, except that I've completely forgotten what my picks were. So someone have to remind me.
0: I can find them. Um, I can it's find Nick them. Cave. Oh yeah, yes. Nick Cave and Warren Ellis with Carnage is one of Nick's.
1: Yeah, and then the other ones, the body. I've Seen All I Need to See. I've Seen
0: All I
3: Need to this See. is a
1: great title. Whether it's a good album, I have no idea, but it's a great title. Yeah, yeah I do like that.
3: Mm.
0: I have picked The Antlers with Green to Gold and the very, very hyped album right now, Dry Cleaning with New Long Leg.
2: Cool. And we're going to do the uh, classic album, Dr. Octagon, with Dr. Octagon <laughs> Ecologist. <laughs> Ecologist, sorry, can you say that again, please? <laughs> I can't catch Doctor, that. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Octagon ecolo- Ecologist,
0: <laughs> gynecologist, right? <laughs>
2: That's amazing. Not, not Where quite. the hell did you dig that up from? Dr.
0: Octagon Ecologist,
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm also for my why I love, I'm going to present a playlist of Bombay Bicycle Club. So
0: I might just it. want some shit names to end the podcast <laughs> on, really. Yeah,
2: um, it's my favorite. it's how I filter down. Yeah, okay. okay. Right. Well, that okay. was great. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. So nice yeah, to have a list stuff. that was mostly great. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. uplifting.
0: Okay. So yeah, yeah just to say, <laughs> mm. go and uh, go and check us out at pickybees.com. dot mm. um, Follow us on Twitter at pickybastards capital P capital B. You and don't do Facebook not anymore. follow us on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> because Mark Zuckerberg kicked us off Facebook <laughs> for
1: having the word bastards in our title.
0: <laughs> um, which is quite Who outrageous because the fucking nobody's bluegrass band. Nobody's
1: on Facebook, are they? I mean, come on. The bluegrass band, the
0: picky bastards, are still there. They're still fucking plucking right. away, Report playing them. the banjos. Report
1: them.
2: Um, well, so I'm offended by this. <laughs> that, that sounds very vindictive. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no one else. And also,
0: another thing we should point out is that some, I hope they listen, some bastards, literal oh, bastards. Oh, yeah, this
1: is outrageous.
0: I've <laughs> called their podcast The Picky Bastards. Yeah. They are, I don't know, critiquing, critiquing telly. Like anyone's interested and in talking about Bridgerton, <laughs> whoever you are. My wife um, is. But the most interesting thing about it is that they've just stolen the font and our writing from somewhere and put it in their logo. It's wow. the direct font and everything that we, and they've just put it in theirs. Wow. So if you're listening, we're coming. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: said it. Are you from? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, we're coming
0: for you. We can't find you, and I don't know how to find you, and I don't know where you're from.
1: And if you did find him, you don't know what you'd do anyway. Yeah, yeah. they'd probably just run away. Um, <laughs> but you are genuine.
0: You are genuine
3: bastards.
1: <laughs> we're just pretending. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks very much for that. It was it was really cool. upbeat podcast and really like nice and then you just went to this massive vitriolic <laughs> shouting match.
0: <laughs> Should we all go and listen to Grey Area now? Yeah,
1: let's yeah, do that. Yeah, make a better.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: See you next great. time people. Next bye. Time. bye, bye.